The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Oh boy. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and things you never knew existed. Really? Yes, because they've only been around for a very short time. Because of 26 it's, minutes. Yeah, because it's CES time. Ah, it's the most wonderful time. Yes. yes this the vaporware is it. Yes. Has, has woofed into town. I'm JD Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got some tech news. And uh, as we alluded to there just a moment ago, a quick look at some of the more interesting items on display out at this month's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. But first, a word from the Kaiser. Yeah, you know what? Guess what I saw this weekend? Uh, a movie or I the did. squirrel eating the egg roll? No. <laughs> Everyone saw the squirrel. He, Everyone. He looked like he'd had a few of those egg oh, rolls, yeah, too. Please. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is the animated... The uh, animated yes. Spider-Man movie. It's uh, still a Sony Marvel-type thing it has nothing to do with tom holland and the new spider-man series which they've rebooted about five million times yeah i i it was toby mcguire and then a bunch of other guys and yeah. i quite frankly lost track a bunch of skinny british guys praying american Spider-Man. teenagers from queens exactly yeah. exactly just right off the bat best superhero movie ever made Really? I'm going to lay that right out. You were going to like, boom, there it is. Boom, there it is. Best superhero. The voice acting is amazing. The animation is out of control. It is just... Really? Is it hand-drawn or is it like Pixar-y, it, no, no, kind of no, no, computer no. It's animated? Not, it's computer animated, but the, the, the thing about it is it's a total homage to comic books. <gasps> we love comic books. We love comic books, even down to the, fa- even down to the point where at certain occasions you see the little dots... Ooh, no, oh, the halftone dots yes. from the old-fashioned CMYK color printing. Right. So then, you know, that actually brings up one thing that was totally confusing me through the whole thing. And I thought it was a stylistic thing, or I thought it was they were showing the 3D version uh-huh. of the movie. Every once in a while, on the edges of some of the characters, you saw like red, green. It was like sort of like, it was the same image, but like red version, no. yellow version, whatever. And then it dawned on me what it was. Remember in the old comics? I mean, the really, I'm talking about way back when with the four color process oh, when they yeah, did yeah. it. And, and out of register. If, if it, right, exactly. If it was out of register, is that the term? Yeah. And you can actually see the separate, you yeah. know, amazing. I, I, now, I, that, that is a love letter to comics because exactly that is the old school was. printing where they exactly. couldn't get all of the four colors aligned and you had a little exactly. bit of a halo, blue or red. Maybe. Me, I was probably the only person in the theater who actually picked up on that subtlety. All right, and then, and there's hundreds of little things like that. Like they do a list of names, and you you know it's a phone book or a whatever, and it'll say S Ditko, no, oh. or you know, or J Romita. That you know, is some Marvel history there. I'm telling you, they the, who, the producers, the the directors. The I understand there was like over a hundred and something animators on this film. It's just amazing. The storyline's great. The acting's amazing. The voice acting. Uh-huh. The perfect choice. Nicolas Cage is in this. I didn't even realize he was in it. Really? I mean, it's just phenomenally good. So much so that I was never, even when I was collecting comic books, I was never into Spider-Man. Miles Morales is now the Spider-Man for me. All right. So you have been converted here. And Spider-Noir. 
Yes. Spider-Man Noir. All right. So that, that was a movie review from Al Kaiser. Oh, man. It was great. Really, folks, check it out. And you, JD, if yeah, you haven't no, seen I will it, go. go I will go. Yeah. You will love it. I guarantee you, you will. I've love been it. reading comics for many decades yes, now. Indeed. So I Same think I here. will appreciate And I've reviewed some books about Marvel and stuff in the, oh, in the past. Yes, so. you have. Check it out. All right. But how about some news, news now? Is there stuff going on? There is a little bit of news, uh, you know, here and there, and then yeah. the thing out in Vegas. So, so let's do the here and there okay. uh, part let's now, and, the, so and then is, we'll jump to Vegas. This is the CES-free part. Yes, the, this is the, the okay. not crazy products. Non-vapor Somehow saw the light of day. Yeah, this yeah. is, uh, this is uh, other stuff's going on. Cool. So uh, Bloomberg reports that some Samsung phone models ship with a pre-installed Facebook app that can't be deleted, only disabled. I know you have had problems with uh, Samsung crapware in the past. This is uh, one of the pre-install things. The app in question, according uh, to the next web, though, is a Facebook app manager slash installer placeholder app. That urges uh, users to download the updates uh, for the Facebook app proper, and then you can't use the thing that comes with the Samsung base install to log into Facebook unless you choose to update the placeholder app and then either sign up for Facebook or log in with your existing ID. So there is a little stub of a Facebook thing on the phone. This that is never enraging some people. Yeah, it's it's like baked into the operating system there. A Facebook spokesperson told Bloomberg that the disabled version of the app acts like it's been deleted, so it doesn't continue collecting data or sending information back to Facebook HQ. I don't buy it. Yeah, but then again, do we really trust Facebook on anything data privacy related these days? I know I don't. Let me tell you, that's why the first thing I do with any Android device is root the thing and put a clean version. Oh, really? So you just blow off the blow Samsung just, Touch Wiz, whatever, none of that whatever crap. their UI is. Gone. You just pour yourself a cup of pure Android on there. Boom, out of there. Out of there. That's the first thing I do. And if the device can't do it, I won't buy it. All right. So you research this before you uh, commit to a purchase there. I do indeed. I do not. I can't deal with any of that stuff just for exactly the same reason. If there's something on there that you cannot remove... I guarantee you it's pinging somebody with some sort of information. Yeah, because so. somebody cut a deal on the back end Absolutely. to put this app on there in the, in the first place. And make place. sure it doesn't go away. Yeah. What what other purpose would it serve? So All right. I don't trust it. And that was a bonus tip from Al Kaiser. You know, root you your go. phone if you want to get rid of it. That's right. All right. So, so, that, so that's happening there. Now, um, as you may recall from reports last year, Kaspersky Lab lost a lot of business here in the States due to suspicions about its relationship with the Russian government. Yeah. However... Despite all that, the firm actually ended up helping the National Security Agency arrest one of its contractors a few years ago that had stolen a huge amount of classified data. Uh, in fact, they're saying this is the largest breach of classified material in U.S. history. This was back in 2016, so uh, a couple years ago now. Right, but right. after receiving strange Twitter messages uh, in 2016 from an account linked to one Harold T. Martin III, Possibly vaguely talking about stolen data. It sounded like it was a little, you know, Ooh. kind of uh, reach out, see if anyone was interested, sort of hey, thing. Hey, if I happen to have, yeah, uh, you know, theoretically, hypothetically, yeah, this thing fell off the back of a truck, right. and if I would happen to have picked it up, would you be interested in acquiring right. this object? Right, if I had yeah. shed objects in my possession, <laughs> yes, precisely. So I think it was something probably along those lines. Gotcha. Uh, and so Kaspersky Lab uh, gets these little Twitter messages, I think there were five of them, and uh, alerted the National Security Agency. Um, and it turns out that Mr. Martin had taken home about 50 
terabytes of data from several government offices, including the NSA, with their complex hacking tools and the government's own internal uh, programs there. I think some of these had leaked out in another thing. I don't know if this was related to this case. But these were some of these sophisticated tools that did pop out of the NSA gotcha. a couple of years back. Gotcha. So, and I guess the the government's own internal uh, police and monitors didn't see that this guy was downloading all wow. of this stuff at home. Fifty terabytes worth of stuff, and they didn't notice. Yeah, that that that's a lot of that's a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. so Kaspersky turned the guy in, and this was a little bit before. The government started to sound the alarms that, oh, they're they're in league with the Kremlin and let's not use Kaspersky stuff on any government stuff. So they they had some intentions. I don't know if this was all part of the plan or whatever, but they did turn this guy in. And um, he goes on trial now in June, uh, charged with 20 counts of unauthorized and willful retention of national defense information, uh, which uh, each one of those carries 10 years in prison. Each one. Wow. Yes. There's an in-depth story about, I think, on Politico, which I'll link to and – I think the reason it's in the news now is because, you know, they've been asked these up for trial. But, yeah, they they were either playing the long game and turning him in was all part of their cover or maybe they were just a AV company that, that got a lot of bad rap from the government. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, 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 you know what? I, I'm not going to say anything. 50 terabytes of data, though. That, that's a lot of national security well, defense maybe, information. Right. Well, maybe they were upset. They didn't get it first. Yeah. Ah, uh, you see? Yeah. Uh-huh. You never see, know. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. I see what you did. Yeah, you see? Moving on, a new study and analysis from researchers at Princeton of the Ivy League and New York University has found that older Internet users are disproportionately more likely to share fake news on Facebook. I mean, this sounds like a little cliched. (laughs) I take offense. Now, this is a study that was published in the Science Advances Journal reports that older users shared more legitimately fake news than younger users online, and this was regardless of education, sex, race, income, or how many links they shared. In the study, uh, age predicted behavior better than any other characteristic, including party affiliation. The study looked at user behavior in the months before and after the 2016 U.S. presidential election, and The Verge sort of took the Mm -hmm. study and did their own uh, write-up of it. And they report in early 2016, the academics started working with the research firm YouGov, to assemble a panel of 3,500 people, which included both Facebook users and non-users. Okay. On November the 16th, just, uh, I guess, the week after the election or so, they asked uh, the Facebook users on the panel to install an application that allowed them to share data, including uh, public profile fields, religious political views, posted on timelines, and the pages they followed. And so this is how they, they got that these people volunteered to, right. to participate in this study. And the study itself did not draw a conclusion about why older users are more likely to share hoaxes. They just said this is what we're seeing in the data. This particular set of users shared more of this stuff. Uh, But The Verge had uh, two possible theories of its own. One was that older people using the Internet came to it later than some of uh, the younger ones who were sort of born into the Internet. And so the older ones lacked the digital literacy skills uh, that the younger people just sort of got by osmosis. That's one theory. Uh, before we start slagging off old people, remember old people invented the internet. Yeah, so exactly. that is not across say. the board yeah. uh, a, a reflection uh, on age, but no, I guess in this particular study group. And the, the second theory The Verge had was that uh, people experience cognitive decline as they age, making them likelier to fall for hoaxes. That could be, mm, you know, yeah, but a lot of that stuff, I mean, a lot of people fell for the hoaxes. Yeah. I mean, just look at the amount of fake ads that Facebook showed. I will post a link to the uh, the full paper on 
science advances for people who like to read academic mm-hmm. papers, just so they can see all the data and the parameters used in the study. Now, Microsoft Teams, uh, Teams. which is the Redmond Giants' own version of Slack, because it has to have its own of version of everything. Its own, right. Teams has added location sharing, a smart camera, and secure messaging capabilities to its group chat product. These new features are designed for mobile workers who are on the front lines of service and task-based jobs in industries like retail, hospitality, travel, manufacturing. Mm. You know, when when the service person is out there and, and they're working only on their phones or, or small tablets. So right. Teams is supposed to be helping them, I guess, get uh, results faster. I don't know if this thing has any hope to compete against Slack, which seems to be a little bit entrenched. But then again, if Microsoft bakes it into its own, like Office 365 and all of that, it becomes yeah, the default yeah, yeah. Uh, program. But, but if you use Teams, you have some new features. There you go. Also getting an update this summer, Google Chrome. Now, uh, remember, they started to filter ads that didn't meet their Correct, yeah. standards with that um, Better Ads coalition that they, they started. In the, and so they purposely right. set out all of these rules about how it should be and, you know, they shouldn't, like, burst out blaring and they shouldn't do deceptive things. And right. so Google made all of these sort of categories of things you shouldn't do Let me guess. if you're they, advertising. They put that to rest? They, they uh, no, they, they oh, are wow. actually broadening it. So, <gasps> so they've been filtering uh, here wow. in uh, Europe and North America since last year, and they've announced that as of July 9th of this year, uh, Google Chrome will block obnoxious ads worldwide in wow. all the countries. Global. They're going global. Yes, yeah, so maybe people had found a loophole where they could have their obnoxious ads Probably. get by. But, uh, There's always a loophole. Yeah, Chrome's saying, nope. Not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, now, and uh, Google is also helping uh, in another Google-related news bit here. They're also helping those with detailed multi-session search quests uh, with new activity cards that if you were doing some particular search for, like, I don't know, you're renovating your house and yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. all this. These new activity cards will help you pick up where you left off. Like, say, you look for an hour for some paint color and then you had to go and then right. you come back. And you you, you know, were t- sort of trying to figure out where you were uh, in the search when you come back. Now, as I explain it on the Google keyword blog, if you're logged into your Google account and search for topics and hobbies like cooking, interior design, fashion, skincare, beauty, fitness, photography, and more, you may find an activity card at the top of the results page that provides easy ways to continue your exploration. You'll find links to pages you've visited in the past, along with searches you've done. Um, a little creepy, but Google does say oh, we're going to like you know hoover up your data. Okay, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. It could be helpful for project-based stuff. It can be. It can be, especially since I find myself digging around for all sorts of tips and tricks and stuff on audio stuff and video, you know, settings and all sorts of stuff. I kind of like this. Yes. So so this creepy but helpful. Yes. Um, And so once you see the little activity card. I think we should. Creepy but helpful. Yeah. And so, so. Trademark PTJ. Yes. So the, the Google Assistant, creepy but helpful. So uh, when you get the activity card, I'll say, oh, look, this is what you were doing. And in addition to these five things that you looked at for whatever you were looking for, here's some other things we suggested. A little artificial intelligence in there. There you go. There you go. A little AI. So, so it, it could be. I, I got to try it myself to see how good it is. And, and Google does, you know, that they say by default we're, you know, slurping up all your data unless you go and turn it off and make our product pretty much non-functional across your devices. We're there going you know. to be hoovering up your data. Yep, so. That's what we do. That's what they do. Yep, and they're not alone. Nope. But um, so, so that's that's coming. Um, and uh, despite Apple's declining sales and dipping stock price, shall we? Uh, CEO Tim Cook said the company is making money. Yeah, that it's people should money. stop. Uh, you know, running around with their hair on fire. Yeah. Cook said revenue from its wearable products, like the wireless AirPod earbuds held together with glue, oh. and the Apple Watch, uh, have already exceeded that of peak iPod sales. Uh, that's nonsense. 
I oh, mean, wait, wait. Hold on a second. iPod sales? Yes, iPod. Back in the day, uh, the, the early aughts. Okay, I'll give them that. Yeah. I'll give them that. Because, because the, the Apple Watch is, is rather expensive. Uh, yeah, because the iPod wasn't around for all that long, first off. Yeah. And it wasn't a mainstream product. Yeah, it, well, it took a while to ramp up. When they introduced it in 2001, it was Mac only, so right. the first year of sales. And there were a bazillion other MP3 players out there. Yeah, and and so the iPod slowly, and it, it did really hit the, the ground running, I think, in 2003. Yeah. They had released a Windows version the year before, but 2003, the one with the little four buttons across the top, and, and the iTunes store really kicked off the digital yeah, music yeah, boom. So that's when it started to get some traction. But if so you look yeah, at the overall... Okay. So, you know, not as impressive as it sounds. Yeah. So, But he, he was just looking for a metric to measure against, yeah, I guess. Of course, yeah, absolutely. But, um, he wants that stock price to yeah. jet up. Yes. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so those uh, two products are the ones he's used. Uh, and he says specifically between four and six times more in sales than the iPod had generated in the same amount of time since its launch. So that's the little caveat. Still very impressive. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because what, the AirPods have been out for, what, two or three years? It's and we a, just said the iPod didn't really take off till you know, 2003, like 2004. false equivalence. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, please. Yeah. You know, this is nonsense. I mean, hey. I love my iPods. I have a collection of yes, them. Yes, all of your ones in the bunker that yeah, you bought but, before they you know, discontinued. But let me, bottom line is, those earbuds, may I? May I just go on a the little rant like AirPods? Here? The AirPods are crap. They're garbage, folks. I mean, seriously. They're, made, they're literally held together by glue. And, and, you and you're not a fan repeat. of Apple's audio experience in general no, anyway, right? The not. whole lack of bass Absolutely thing, not. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is if you have, you have to have the perfect size ears for these things to fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. You're, put, you're just jamming in a wireless version of the same crappy earbuds. You're, oh, yes. Ugh. All right. So, so. May I? May I? Ugh. Yes. There it is. The. The Bronx. Yes, yeah. The Bronx I commentary. I had to get that out of my system. Sorry. All right. Well, let's talk about something happier. Okay. Instagram. That's the one social media that you're still kind of on, right? Except I am, Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, if you have multiple Instagram accounts, uh, you may be interested to know that the company is rolling out a feature that lets you publish feed posts to different accounts uh, that you can control at the same time by using a toggle on the Compose screen. Oh, so. Nice. If you uh, have like a business uh, account or some kind of personal account that you're also posting to. Or a sock puppet account. A sock puppet account, yeah. That Kaiser is awesome. Yes, yes. So however many accounts you have, you you can push out the same post uh, just once uh, through the the, – the new uh, update that they're adding uh, is TechCrunch notes. So this self-regram could make it easier for businesses, influencers, and regular folks with Instas and Finstas to publish the same meme, promotional image, or other content across their profiles simultaneously instead of having to post them one of a, at a time. It could also mean that if you you know subscribe to the feeds yeah. of a bunch of people, you're seeing the same post, just mm. you know flood your channel. But yeah, yeah. Well, but but there's that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So I'm so, gonna, so that's coming. Like that. Also coming, uh, we've been hearing uh, more and more about 5G over the past year. It's also yes, a have. hot topic out in Vegas. The coffin-sized uh, yes, you know, the, uh, the Yeah, the, all the, the gear that they need to, yep. to get the 5G signal. Uh, and one of the big players, AT&T, is promising nationwide 5G coverage by 2020 uh, using a part of the radio wave spectrum called sub-6 gigahertz. Now, AT&T uh, has its initial mobile 5G network in place in, I think, parts of 12 U.S. cities. They got mm. that out uh, at the end of last year. Although it's defining uh, parts of its service as 5G and 5G+. plus. Okay. Yeah, it, it's some kind of branding thing. for The 5G Plus uses a technology 
called high-speed millimeter wave in select high-traffic areas, I guess, when they really need a lot of oomph. And both AT&T and T-Mobile plan to aggregate lower bandwidth radio signals, which actually spread more widely from larger towers for coverage. Gotcha. So it's not quite, you know, it's you got this kind of 5G and then that kind of 5G. Verizon, on the other hand, is concentrating on true 5G uh, using high-capacity millimeter wave spectrum. Uh, So there's already a little fragmentation here in in the 5G rollout. Didn't that pink dude, what's what's the pink dude? The guy who wants the oh T-Mobile yeah. Uh, yeah didn't he like Verizon claim that they rolled out like a five G thing and he was saying that it wasn't they they're already slap yeah, fighting well, yeah yeah well, and, and if you ever read anything about cellular technology there are so many asterisks oh, yeah, exactly. and little variations yeah. of how the signals carried and I mean people who love cellular technology eat this stuff up with a spoon I just kind of glaze out because it's a lot of acronyms it's like the whole can of alphabet soup just blew right. up all over your screen and you know pink dude. Yeah. I'm going to lay it on the line for you. Yeah, Lagari, what's his name? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a, he's a, I think he's yeah, French the, the, the T-Mobile uh, yeah, T-Mobile CEO, yeah. yeah. There are only like seven people on the planet that really care about what specific 5G uh, iteration they're going to be using. Yeah. So, you know, that's not really convincing a lot of people. Yeah, they just want their movies to stream fast they when just they're want waiting fast. for the train. They want fast. That's all people want, fast. Yes, so... So uh, so we're going to hear a lot more about 5G this oh, yeah. year, so yeah, it was just sure a little taste. Yeah. And finally, and finally, Twitter is still trying to get people to stream sporting events on its platform, <laughs> but it's taking a more creative approach with professional basketball this okay. season. I know they had, I think, some baseball and football games last year. Yeah. Now, in a new deal with the NBA, Twitter will show the second half of selected games, but with the camera focused on only a selected player. I'm like, what is the point of that? Because basketball is a team wow. sport. But uh, the that way could this, be very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just like following this one, especially if it has a bad night. That yeah. would be embarrassing. Uh, but the way this works is that you watch the first half of the game on the TV and you uh, send a vote into a special Twitter account for the player you want the camera to follow in the second half. So they're trying to get some audience engagement uh, participation here. This can only end badly. I mean, real hardcore NBA fans are going to be like, no, I got to see the whole game. And I think part of this also might be because a lot of the major sports leagues are very protective about their video and having just anybody being able to broadcast their their game. They're only giving Twitter like a little piece of of the thing. So that way it forces people to also watch it on TV as well if they want to see the full game. This really, I mean... Honestly, this sounds stupendously stupid. I love college basketball. I mean, grew up in a March Madness state. Yeah, yeah. Love the uh, college stuff, but to me, the NBA was always just millionaires running the floor and dunking, yeah. and I would get bored very easily. Yes. I know there's some beautiful athletes out there. They do wonderful things on the court. I just don't happen to you know, have the bandwidth to appreciate it. So I don't know if there's just going to be the cameras following LeBron James the whole time in the second half, and yeah. you're just watching him do stuff. But, but you know what's going to end up happening? They're going to start gaming the system. They're going to start voting for some jabroni who, yeah, like, so you know, that, we want to see Bodie McBoatface, yeah, you know, some in the second brick, half, some brick chucker, who, yeah. you know, I mean, come on, yeah, because the internet will find a way to mess they it up. They will find the way to mess it up, and especially because Twitter's involved. But they always do. Anyway, uh, that has been a quick look at some of the news items that aren't related to CES, and uh, you can find links to all these stories on our show page at poptechjam.com. Up next, uh, let's go to Vegas, but not really, not really.
Oh, CES, it's that time of year again. Can I sing it again? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, uh, the the huge consumer electronics uh, show out in yes. Los Angeles has been going on for decades now, hasn't it? Well, what it? we like to call the press release a palooza. Yes, your inbox just fills up automatically. Yes. There's a lot of products that are either prototypes, you know, coming in Q4 or never. Um, or never, yeah. And a lot of them, I think, are just test balloons to see if yeah. people will show enough interest to buy them. This is where you go, though, to see the big rollouts of some of the more ambitious things yeah. that, that LG and, and a lot of the tech companies are yeah, doing. It's always TVs. It's always TVs. Yeah, it, it's, it's been about... It then boils I, down to TVs. Yeah, and then people who have been to the show are saying, you know, every year there's like major themes. TVs are always there. Yeah. 5G's getting a lot of, of bandwidth yeah, this, year. this year. And yeah. a lot of stuff is about voice assistants. Really? Alexa and the Google Assistant are really kind of locked in this battle now. Oh. I guess Siri's not so much. Yeah, I, not so I much. mean, Apple's trying to get Siri up to speed, but she's so far back in the dirt compared yeah, to these two. Um, but some of the things that are out there, uh, I, I downloaded a few of, you know, everyone's, oh, the weirdest things I saw at CES. And we'll start with some of the more This is my favorite segment. benign ones. I love um, doing this every year. Yeah, Everywhere. there is the um, – uh, well, the LG Signature Series OLED TVR. This is a 65-inch uh, uh, TV that kind of unfurls from the touch of a button from a base that also acts oh, as a I've storage facility. Yeah, um, and the sound it. system is all yeah. – so you like – you push a button and your TV just swoops, yeah, you know, yeah, up yeah, from yeah. the space. You watch that. your TV. You can you can either bring the full TV up or just part of it if you just want to use it as a sound system. But sort of like this TV magically appears. Yeah. Um, with the, and I think a lot of this is highlighting the flexible OLED technology because right. we're going to see a lot of bendy screen yes, stuff too. We've already we talked will. about the folding tablets. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit more of that. The Lovat, which is a cuddly robot from the Japanese robotics startup GrooveX. Which is just this little robot that's supposed to make you happy. It okay. kind of, when it wants to be picked up and cuddled, it, it has little arms that it waves. And, you know, I guess it's a lot of, of triggering some kind of uh, emotion uh, to, to pick up this anthropomorphized robot. Sounds really manipulative. It's a little fuzzy, yeah. It's also um, really expensive. How like expensive? $5,500. Get out of town. Yeah, are and, you and, serious? Yeah, the picture has this, see, this lady's doing some yoga and the Lovats are watching her. Yeah, the, I'm not sure. little voyeuristic there, too. I, I don't think I would pay 5500 for my kids. Yeah, so, 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 and, well, that's not even the creepiest, because oh, there's a lot of geez. things about these cuddly things. That was pretty things. creepy. Yeah, well, there's this other thing that you, like, cuddle when you sleep and it's supposed to mirror your breathing and make oh, you relaxed. Oh, jeez. Uh, but the one that that uh, I fought, you know, because I'm a, a pet owner too. Um, uh-huh. It's this um, basically, it's this pillow. It's called the Kubo, Q O O B O, and uh. it looks like the back end of a cat, but it's a pillow with a tail. And you that's all it, it is. Yes, it's a pillow it's with like a tail. Literally a pillow with a yes, tail. Yes, a wagging tail which moves around in response to stimuli. You can pet it, give it pats, hug it. And it will respond like an animal will, except you don't get the head of the animal. You basically have the butt of the animal that's on your – and you're petting this, I guess, to calm yourself down. Um, it, it doesn't require a litter box, but I would kind of want the rest of the cat. You I know, think if I'm so. Gonna, yeah, yeah, so, I so that – I, when, I, when I get a pet, I like the whole pet. <laughs> yes. Not just Yes, parts. you just don't want the butt of yeah, the pet. Exactly. Um, wagon exactly. tail or nose. No. So that, that one to me was a little that's bit more creepier than the Lobot. incredibly creepy, yes. Um, we always see every year someone has a device that's going to fold laundry. Yeah, And every this year, year the Foldimate. Right. Um, oh, yes. Here we go. 
Yes. Wasn't uh, last year's like a giant size thing? Yeah, it was like the $16,000 laundry yeah, cabinet. Yeah. yeah, this one has come down in price. This is a prototype still. They're saying late 2019 if it launches at all. And they're saying about <coughs> Paperwork. $980 if it does come out. But okay. the Foldamate, uh, uh, they had it on display there. And uh, you just feed all your shirts in. And fi- it takes like five seconds to fold uh, wow. a shirt or whatever. And so you just put your laundry in and it, it whips through it. I'm going to call it the Foldamate. Yeah, the full damate, yes. yes. Exactly. Uh, the, Give it a classy sound. It you sounds know, very European. If it sounds European, you know, people will buy it. Yes. Uh, so, so there's that. This year's a laundry folding attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also another thing called the, I believe it's the Mew Smart Display, which looks like a plank of wood. Okay. <laughs> and you put this thing on, on your wall. It's shaped like a plank, but uh, inside is a touch-sensitive interface uh, in the surface of the wood. That lets it display visual data, and it's got touch control functions for, like, clock, thermostat, weather stuff. You know what I love? I love the fact that I can hear, you know, the, yeah. you're, like, like shuffling papers Yes, I, I got, like, like, half a ream of oh, paper here, so stuff exciting. I printed out. I love this. Yes, and then the stuff we're reading from now is from Tech Radar, so we will give them uh, credit oh, yeah, for of course. surrounding, uh, we, we, collecting some we, of this. We enjoy the work of the Tech Radar folks. Yes, so, so, anyway, so this plank of wood on your wall that you can touch also has Google Assistant built in. Oh, so it it just looks like the two by four that you just stuck up there, but it's it's got uh, Google's assistant in there. It's googly. Yes, uh, and this thing is the product of a Kickstarter campaign. So of again, uh, got to make sure it can get off the ground. Yes. Um, they think it's going to be around a thousand dollars for the piece of wood with well, Google nice. Assistant built nice. in. Very nice. But uh, touch sensitive plank of wood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going high tech. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. But, oh, uh, but so Google Assistant has showed up here. It's also in a ton of other products. I think Sonos has it built in. Uh, there is a, a couple of kitchen appliances, of uh, KitchenAid stuff uh, with the Google Assistant. KitchenAid. The uh, BBC was saying that a lot of these products are basically a showdown between Alexa and the Google Assistant to yeah. see who can control Smackdown. more of your stuff. There's these Connect kits and these things that are supposed to make it easier oh for it to integrate. Oh, boy. And so they are saying, it's like, well, which assistant do you want? And again, like, well, some of it's like, well, Alexa has access to certain things, like all your Amazon music and all of that. But the Google Assistant, because it's Google, uh, is a little bit better with real world world search time queries and things. And it knows everything about you. Yes, because it's got your activity cards. So it's, uh, I guess, when you are looking at voice assistants to control your smart devices. Yeah. You have to see, well, well what ecosystem already am well, I more invested my, in? My nightmare with the Google Voice Assistant is, should I show everyone your search history? <laughs> yes. It can, it can really like do some ransomware yes, thing on there, too. It really can. I'm telling you. I hope I didn't just give somebody an idea. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, but, uh, yes, so so the Google Assistant's showing up in a lot of things, including Plank of Wood. The place that Alexa is showing <laughs> We're up. We're going to have to call it Planky. <laughs> yes. Yes, the new Planky. <laughs> the new Planky. Alexa is showing up in the Kohler Numi 2.0 Intelligent Toilet. Now, we have talked Stop. about... High tech toilets right there, before. JD, just stop right There's there. There's a toilet every year. I do not. I, I I want to just absorb this information you have just presented to me. You're you're telling me that there is a talking toilet. An Alexa fueled seven thousand dollar <laughs> toilet. I think it's from the same company. Remember when Sam Grubart was on the show years and years yes, ago? Yes, I do remember the six thousand yes. dollar toilet. Uh, well, it, the, the whole the, the word choice of fueled really. Yes. <laughs> well, that that was, and this was because I was reading all the background of this. Uh, one of the websites actually uh, did the headline: uh, "Color Smart Toilet Promises a Fully Immersive Experience." I would never use "fully immersive" in anything related oh, to a toilet. Um, God. 
But uh, but there you have it. This, this was The Verge uh, who, who used that one. But they, they did a very extensive write-up on the uh, Numi 2.0 Intelligent Toilet. They're calling it the, one of those strange products that draw so heavily on buzzwords and tech trends that it's indistinguishable from parody. And who knows, maybe it is fake. Maybe it is, yeah. But uh, I guess with the um, this toilet uh, and the, this fully immersive experience you're talking about is actually lighting and audio enhancements. You can set the mood using voice commands to cue up music and customize the lighting uh, with the Pure Warmth toilet seat add-on uh, to keep you warm there. Uh, pure Warmth is a intercap. Uh, it looks like it's a copyrighted thing. Um, so hold on a second. Hold on a second. So you're telling me I go in there, I set the proper lighting for yes, my activity. For, for moving the mail, yeah. For moving the mail. Okay, yeah. for moving the mail. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. And I can also have a soundtrack option here. I can, yes, you know. and I think you can probably get traffic and weather and whatever else you get from, <laughs> maybe not in the bathroom itself, but if you're getting ready to go, you know, hey, Alexa, you know, before I finish business here, what are the roads like? I am trying not to crack up here. But yes. This is so, I think as 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 a species, as as humans, I think we've reached our... Peak toilet? Yeah, I think we've reached peak yes. toilet here. Well, I, I went to the Kohler site just because we, we do a fair amount of toilet uh, coverage uh, yeah, we, uh, we, do. we specialize. We specialize. Yes, because I, I said, well, is this... Because yes. you got to be... It's not April, but you got to be on the lookout. Of course but, you But have because to. Kohler has a, a strong history of... And you're a journalist and you, yes. you're doing your due diligence here. And, and they, they have done a, a number of very fine, high-end yes. toilet products of yes, which some indeed. of our actual coworkers have reviewed. Yes, there's a whole data sheet on the, the Numi 2 uh, here. The estimated consumer price uh, for the white toilet is $7,000. For the sleek black party toilet, it's 8000 Available Q4 2019. They are saying this is the most advanced toilet the company makes. Is it? Is it? Yes. Uh, yes. You can fine-tune every aspect of your experience uh, with your exact uh, preference from ambient-colored lighting to wireless Bluetooth music sync and uh, capability to the heated seat. Uh, we talked about the pure warm seat a moment ago. Hands-free control, um, personalized cleansing functionality, and exceptional water efficiency. Um, the light around the base uh, has a back panel for dynamic lighting, I guess, so you don't have to fumble around with the light switch. You know, just get it just right there. The, again, embedded Amazon Alexa for easy voice control to activate toilet features as well, uh, and including Alexa commands for checking the weather traffic, assessing news. Uh, okay, that we confirm that there. You're rubbing your head in a really. I'm literally trying not to burst out laughing. I'm tearing up. I am yes. actually crying here. I'm not even joking. I am legitimately, there are tears streaming down. We my haven't face. even gotten to the real life examples page, oh, which this is straight from the Kohler website. In the dark, as you walk up to the Numi 2.0, the integrated nightlight helps to guide you. The lid will open and treat you to a warm seat. When you walk away, it flushes and closes. It probably talks about you too, but uh, now using the Caller Connect app to program personalized presets oh. for different users because everyone has their <laughs> preferences, lighting and music. You know, maybe some people want the disco ball. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. Uh, you can use uh, the app uh, uh, voice to access the preset and profile for your toileting experience. There are probably, uh, yes, you know, they say there's probably a difference between you, your spouse, and your children when it comes to your interaction with the Numi 2.0, and this lets you easily personalize your experience. Now, does the toilet lock when the child tries to throw a whole box of Kleenex down it and flush? Because they all do that. That's what kids do is flush a whole box of Kleenex. You know, let me tell you something. I very rarely actually interact with my toilet. It's a one-way I, experience. It's a one-way experience, really. Really, really. 
Yeah, this so is just blowing my mind. If you got a grand man, you can have the total, you know, the sleek the black New York rave, version. The ra- yeah, the, ra- the it's, rave. It's toilet. slimmer. It's slimming. Yes. You know, the black toilet is slimming. Yes. Uh, <sighs> and and so, uh, and even when you're not using the Numi 2.0, the lighting and sound features create an ambient environment personalized to you. I guess if you're just hanging out in the bathroom. And that's where you ask Alessa to, to access your playlist of songs, perhaps while you're brushing your teeth or uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. So, so that's... Um, that's the real-time experiences, um, and it's got a whole list of bullet points of technical information, which most of which uh, we've talked about. Um, Does it flush? Uh, remote, uh, remote with titanium metallic finish. Really? Yes, and it flushes. Uh, dual flush options, you know. Dual flush. Yeah, which are all uh, really? the rage now for, yes. for water conservation. Of course, yeah. That makes uh, sense. The speaker, now you're an audio guy. Speakers yes. with wireless streaming capability, waterproof design, and high-quality sound performance with a full-frequency range from 78 hertz to 20 kilohertz. That's not full-frequency, but that's, yeah. That, know, I'm, I'm just, it's probably full-frequency for a turlet. <laughs> for, for a turlet, yes. That's, that's about as... That's about about as high quality frequency yes. as you want. Surround yes. turtle sound. <laughs> so, so that that is getting a lot of, of walk by. I think. Dolby Atmos. Does that have Dolby Yeah, I don't Atmos. know if it's got a sound bar. No, that no you sound can, bar. Yeah, that's probably yeah. they got to say something for the next version. Uh, you know? I think they do. Yeah. So, so that was um, one of the big things. But then you know the rest is like bendy phones and tablets. Uh, there's a bread robot that that makes multiple loaves of bread. I think that's more for the restaurants who who need to produce okay. mass quantities of bread. But they were giving out free bread on the show floor because the oh, bread robot cute. was just like pumping out the loaves. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a little depressing though. Yeah. You know, you just make bread. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you're not going to live up to your robot potential. You're going to make up the and bread. bread. Um, Shut up and bread. And uh, yeah, and then just a lot of the wow. usual upgrades of things that have been around for a while uh, showing off. Toilet uh, just really blew my mind. I'm yeah, sorry. they're they're. You literally made me cry. This is the first time you've ever made me cry on the show. Really? Yeah. I hope is, they were tears of joy. And, they were and, tears of just I of cannot. Like, I just laughing my ass off. It's um, it, it's amazing what what people will work on in the yes. laboratory there. And uh, but yeah, the, there's a lot of stuff. We will have a link to all of these uh, nice uh, pages that we referenced oh, that here, hilarious. including the color site for people who are actually considering the Numi 2.0. Oh, okay. And if you do, if if there's anyone out there listening to this that actually buys this thing, you need to invite me over because I want to use this thing. Yes, and he'll do a reporting. I will uh, do a live a, a reporting bring, segment. Yes, I'll bring all my highest quality microphones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Thoroughly tested. Yes, and a Bluetooth uh, equipped playlist oh, on your phone to man. test the, the range wow. of sound. Wow. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's CES week. There ain't nothing like it. Um, and so we should probably uh, stop with the toilet humor now yeah. because, you know, we need to be, you know, mature adults. Of course, here. yeah, exactly. Well, uh, everyone knows we're two 12 year olds. Come that's on. That's true. Um, robot toilet. Yes. Uh, anyway, robot so, but toilet. I think this this should probably be a good, a good, Spot to land the yeah, show and maybe let the so. people get back to what they were doing before. Yeah, let's thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it, but they will not build you <laughs> a, a robot toilet. toilet. Yes, no. They yes. will not do that. But they're great with websites. Yes, they are. And thank you, listeners. Uh, we were off for a couple of weeks there during yeah, the hurly-burly of the holidays, but we are back now yes. for a show of 2019. 2019. Happy New Year, folks. Yes, Happy New Year. We hope everyone made it through uh, all yes. of the uh, travel and family events and yeah. we're uh, firmly on the track for uh, the New Year here. And if your resolutions have gone by the wayside, it's all right. Yeah, we're it's not It's a safe space here. Yeah, yeah safe space. Yeah. So until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Bebo Rafael Rosado. See if there's a video of no, no. I bet there's a demo video. Come on. Bye. <laughs>